1: it's the BNS in 20 Minutes or Less podcast. Your daily download of X92.9's 9 X Mornings with Beckler and Shauna.
2: It's Tuesday, March 8th, 2022. I'm Beckler. I'm Shauna. Happy Women's Day, International Women's Day to you.
1: And happy
3: International Women's Day to you.
2: Not to me, but to you, Shauna. Well, Specifically to you. <laughs> and to our female listeners. Well, everybody, yeah. Female Venus heads. Mm. It's funny, the station does this uh, every year for International Women's Day. I think it's so cool. We the playlist is all female artists yeah but we don't acknowledge it on the air no it's just like if you notice cool if not then the point is that like the female artists that we play are so strong that it doesn't sound like we've had to change anything so it's pretty awesome yeah yeah it's I think really it's a cool. great way of doing it uh, we got a bit about that on the show today we have a bonus heritage moment in honor of International Women's Day normally we do those on Wednesday but today we Shauna you talked a bit about um, the first airline pilot, first female airline pilot was from here in Alberta. Yeah. It's a cool story. Pretty cool. We're going to talk about a band that Terry initially didn't like and now loves. (laughs) Uh, A a friend of the show calls in with a TV trope. Talk about meeting your friend's parents. A problem I'm having on the spin bike. Another type of snobs. A conundrum my buddy is having with his super hot neighbor. But first, your out of context clip of the show. Got that ghost wiener that That Patrick Swayze-Pean going on.
1: The BNS and 20 Minutes or Less podcast.
3: So two friends and I have formed uh, a new band, and we played for the first time this past weekend, but we're currently without a name. And we are trying to think about this. Here's the thing. We are all morning radio hosts in (laughs) Calgary, So we all work in radio. We all work in the mornings. And so we were trying to think if there was some sort of way we could play off that. That's so funny.
2: There's only like, like a dozen shows in the city. And like a quarter of them are all in this one band. Isn't
3: that right? hilarious? Like <laughs> And of course we've met, you know, through radio and then become really close friends since then. It's just so this is just how it happens. But yeah, we were like, what do we can we can we play off that in some way? So we first thought of the morning girls, but I was just like I was trying to think if there was something slightly more clever that we could go with than just that. Like I don't know if it would involve radio or FM or morning or dawn or any of that. Like even like the morning glories I thought of is a little more, but still the Radio Femmes.
2: The only thing I could think of, and I'm sure it's probably t- well, there's. I thought Girl Talk was good, but there is a DJ named Girl Talk.
3: Yeah, there is. Which uh, that would be great um, though. Or the,
2: and I'm sure this is taken too, but the Chatty Cathys. Oh. It's
3: such
2: a it's such a clever name. That's I awesome. Like- Okay. But I'm sure it's taken. There's got to be a that. girl group called the Chatty Cathys somewhere.
3: Yeah, I'm sure there is. But I wonder, yeah, how far away? Because I mean, there's <laughs> there's so many bands with the same name these days. True. It seems as long as it's like not a huge band or one that maybe is in Canada.
2: You could can just Bush exit too and just be the Chatty Cathys X. That's yeah. true.
3: <laughs> I thought of the or the FM Fems. No, the FM Fatale instead of the Femme Fatale. But uh.
2: the FMs is pretty good. But you'd have to write it like E F F. Yeah. E M M E S. So that's yes, still like, like
3: FMs. Yeah. Yeah,
2: like like that. Yeah. hmm I like I think that's maybe your best one. The FMs. That's not it's bad It's very classic. It sounds like you could be a band in like the sixties. Yeah. Fifties you know, or sixties, which I really like. It's true.
3: Yeah, would people get but it doesn't matter because if you saw it written out and we could have like a logo or something to go with it. Yeah. I like that. The other one was just the morning woods, but I don't think that's a good one. <laughs> Wrong. We're pass. Maybe go with FMs. Maybe you
0: go with f FMs. <laughs> Good morning. I got a band name. Okay. Um it's not super great, but it's all I got. Um, because you're all DJs, you could be the broad casters. Get it? Broad,
3: oh, terrible, that's.
2: That is awesome. That's awesome. That's, that's really I never strong. even
3: thought about that. Yeah.
2: <laughs> that's really broad, strong. Yeah. The broad isn't the best
0: choice of words, but. No, you know, but like you, you could,
3: could just. You, if you spaced it, right? The broad casters so that people got you're right. that. And is, if you owned it. Yeah. Then. We're, yeah, i to we, own it. I was honestly trying to brainstorm ones with even Slut in the name because I was like, well, we're, we're reclaiming that word these days. So,
2: <laughs> And the other two girls uh, in the band are cool. They would be down with it for yeah. sure, hey?
3: Oh, that's so, awesome. Yeah. Maybe with a K, you know, casters. I don't wow. know. Oh, um, damn, that's
2: great. What's your name? Uh, my
3: name's Chris. Chris. Nothing fancy. Thank that you. Is yeah.
2: strong. Chris, is if, strong we, if we
3: stick with that, I'll definitely be crediting you
0: for that.
2: So. <laughs> oh,
3: yeah. Yeah. Morning. I had some um, ideas
0: for Shauna's band name. Yeah. Okay. I got the early risers.
3: That's great. Yep. The rise and shiners. Mm-hmm. Or how about the rady hoes?
2: Oh, the rady oh, hoes is a home run. God. There it is. They got we were, better as you went. Jeez.
3: I never thought of hoes, but the rady Hoes. Oh. God. <laughs> I mean. It's right
2: there. You, you said it, not me. Oh,
3: so. yeah.
2: <laughs> Holy, that's awesome. What's your name? Carrie. Carrie, that, wow. Carrie, You're you you guys dialed are, in, Carrie. That's
3: yeah, amazing. Yeah, it's way better than mine. Awesome. <laughs> Thank you. The B&S
1: 20 Minutes or Less podcast.
2: I got a text yesterday from one of my best buds. Um, he lives in a basement suite, and he sent me this photo, and he's like, dude, this girl just moved in upstairs. I'm nervous in my own house now. And here's the picture, Shauna. She's like,
3: oh, stupid hot. Yeah, she's yeah. like
2: ten out of ten. Oh wow. He's, she's so good looking.
3: It's amazing.
2: And I was like, oh man, poor guy. He probably has to use the bathroom at work now because it's like, it's a basement suite, right? You're essentially sharing the house with just the floor separating you. So right. he's got to use the bathroom at work. No ripping audible toots in the house anymore. Oh, That's out. No can't watch porn he's like i bought bathroom spray for the first time ever i'm a prisoner here oh
3: my god just in case it (laughs) wafts up
2: (laughs) that sucks man
3: it's really funny because actually a friend of mine lives in a condo and there's paper thin walls and their bedrooms back onto each other which i always think should never happen in condos yeah so he has had her knock on the wall (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> They're like, hey, keep it down over there. And he has done the same to her. Like, and it, he had kind of has a small crush on her, but, you know, like, he's... She's kind of made it clear that it's never going to happen. I'm uh-huh. like, I wonder how much of that is because of your weird habits in your bedroom that maybe she's got on to,
2: you know? Apartments in general are weird. Like, if you could do, if you could cut away a wall and do a cross section and be like, you're sleeping less than a foot from is your neighbor's which, head. That's
3: why, like, again, the whole bedroom back to back thing is the dumbest thing I've yeah. ever heard. Like, that just shouldn't exist in condos.
2: I used to sit there and think, like, what kind of weird stuff is happening Yep. Just a few feet away from me that I have no idea about, mm-hmm. right? Because this is my box. That's your box. I know. I guess you'd
3: have to share somewhat like, what do you do? You put your bathrooms back? To that's also weird. Terrible. Just, just sitting there think, communicating through the wall. Oh. I thought like as a
2: single person, this my, my, my buddy's single. Yeah. Like, you probably oh, want hot neighbors, but maybe not that close. No. Maybe like across the street yes. where you could. I kind of get to know them. Maybe you come over for a barbecue in the summer. Maybe you got a shot, that sort of thing.
3: And you can go back to your own refuge when you have to punch one later. You know, that's, that's,
2: <laughs> that's exactly it. That is too close that for is, comfort. Yeah, man.
3: poor guy.
2: Yeah. That's like Ooh. basically like having a super, super hot roommate. Yeah. No, no, thank you. Mm. So I think what he needs to do, he needs to formulate a game plan. Yeah. He needs to shoot his shot. And then whether it, it works or it fails, at least he can get back to living his Just life. Just soundproof right? the whole place, so. you know? <laughs> Then he can do his his own thing. She
3: comes home and all of a sudden he's. What are you doing
2: with What are you doing with all that? That's baffling. Sound, yeah, a lot of sound baffling.
1: Yeah, here. I'm. are yeah, working on a, ba- you're a band. T-
2: you're too hot. So. The BNS and twenty
1: minutes or less podcast got a
3: voice memo from Patrick last night, and it was describing another type of snob. And I'm not going to get into it. I'm just going to let him explain.
0: Okay, so put it this way: I was actually called a spicy food snob <laughs> fairly recently. <laughs> mm-hmm. The short story of it is: we were at a restaurant and. And uh, I ordered some Thai food and I wanted the spiciest food. And then uh, my brother and his wife, they ordered theirs and they said, no, can you please make it as little spicy as possible or no spice at all? And of course that created a, why do you like spicy food? And I'm like, well, why can't you tolerate spicy food at this point? You know, I like my spicy food and <laughs> that means my palate is better than yours. And I have uh, access to more food around the world than you do. <laughs> Something along those lines.
2: So there you go. The spicy food snob. The spicy food snob. Can I also just say how much I love getting voice memos? Me too. Like, I know that not everybody can call or is comfortable calling the show but the voice memo option is great. And you know, the
3: audio on it is actually oh. better than everyone's Bluetooth and, and calls and everything else. It so, like
2: Patrick was in the studio with honestly, us. So send yeah. us voice memos. We really Please love do. that. And then, I mean, if you're nervous too, you can screw up a bunch and re-record it. But yep. uh, spicy food snobs are a real thing you're a bit of one shauna
3: i am i said that to him back i said i have to admit that i'm kind of that person i always make fun of my boyfriend because he thinks that pepper is spicy essentially yeah. so he
2: and i are from saskatchewan mm-hmm. we like different kinds of fried dough yep and nothing too spicy
3: yeah i mean that's just you're. you
2: <laughs> like your, your you're steak cut. and potatoes yeah. and that's it so
3: that's <laughs> fine yeah spicy food
2: shop. oh you think this is spicy are KFC seven herbs and spices too hot for you too? <laughs>
3: <laughs> That's not even hot sauce, it's ketchup, you uncultured swine.
2: <laughs> yes, well, I'll snack on a Carolina Reaper like it's an apple.
3: <laughs> well, I have a plumber on standby. My stomach can handle the spice, but the old pipes in my
2: building sometimes can't. <laughs> yes, well, if I'm not blowing napalm out my ass in six hours, this will be far too mild. Oh yeah!
3: <laughs> if it doesn't immediately bleach my anus, it's just not spicy enough.
1: <laughs> oh, oh, oh. in 20 minutes or less.
2: Okay, this is a bit weird, Shauna, but you're a cyclist, so maybe you can help. Okay. Uh, I've been using the spin bike at the gym. Yeah. Because I find it's just it's the easiest way to get your heart rate up quick and keep it there of all the different cardio. Uh, machines, I find that's the one that I like best. Okay. And I'm just riding. I'm not doing any of those fancy, like, spin class moves where they're Stand pumping, up, yeah, or, that yeah, kind yeah. of stuff. Mm-hmm. But if I do 30 minutes on the spin bike, when I go to get off, my piss weasel has gone completely numb. Okay. Well, uh,
3: I I personally... Don't have a piss weasel, so I I'm not sure I can really speak but, to know, this. It's I mean it's, you have the same sort of like. I mean we've talked about how my sin cave can sometimes go numb though, so
2: yeah uh, yeah that's got to be a similar sensation. I suppose it's like when well, so. your foot falls asleep. Yeah. Except it's localized entirely to my jingle stick.
3: Your pocket so, finch is just missing. That's so, okay. Got
2: that. Got that ghost wiener that. That Patrick Swayze pain going on. It's like, who's it. is this? Who's, where's the... Who's is this? Where'd my pocket this, finch this go? This isn't mine. My kilt lifter isn't here anymore. Am I sitting on the bike wrong? I don't know. Is it... Like, where's the pressure supposed well, to be? Well, this is what
3: I'm not sure. What are you doing not, on there?
2: Weird. <laughs> it's not a good feeling. It's actually... I can't imagine that... It's a bit alarming when I get off. I'm like, something's not right. My bad dude has gone to sleep completely. My Jurassic you know I
3: mean? pork is no longer here. Where would it
2: go? <laughs> I've got a completely numb gobbler's knob. The bone ranger is is absent. And then um, I'm worried. So and I have to going to kind of do this weird walk to try know, to get the even, the feeling even back feel into it. Talking so talking
3: about this right now, this is I don't want to know.
2: It's a it's a real problem. Maybe though. you
3: should talk to someone who you know is a man and a cyclist just to see what you're doing there. Maybe like
2: some people can they spend hours on a bike. Mm-hmm. Right, I'm, I'm doing it for 30 minutes, like. And then what happens if you Your tugboat's gone. Do you do you it's ever gone. get it back? It's floating you down ever. the river.
3: <laughs> Where'd you go? Yeah, how long does it take for I you to get know. the feeling back? Like if there?
2: you do like a four hour bike ride, is your jalopy just for show at that point? Or <laughs> no. I-, I don't like it. And I just, You're clearly doing something wrong. You've been no help, but I'm, I just wanted to get this off my chest. Okay, so.
1: glad you did. <laughs> the BNS and twenty minutes or less podcast.
2: Good morning. Good morning.
0: Hey, I've I've heard. I'm not. I'm I'm no cyclist myself, but I've heard that uh, some cyclists have been known to let's uh, uh, say uh, cycle to completion wow. in their
2: pants. Oh cycle to completion. More. <laughs> yeah.
3: I mean, that's I've, I've heard of multiple of going going down, stories so.
2: of like marriage. Yeah,
0: quite the opposite of going on. Um. Uh, yeah,
2: I think some of these fellas are weird. Some of these cycling fellas, they're <laughs> yeah. a bit weird, and you're you're kind of proving that here. So. <laughs> no, sh- no kidding, hey. Yeah. <laughs> Between the outfits and then this, I don't know. Oh well, yeah, yeah, I, I, I think
0: I, I don't think the spandex helps. that. Well. Uh, I guess it does help. <laughs> well, their cause,
2: maybe. I'm gonna oh. look at. I'm gonna look with suspicious eyes at every guy I see out on the highway now, oh. cycling to Canon. us. I'm like, I yeah, know what you're doing. Yeah. Oh. You could have gone home an hour ago. This is just for you now. Yeah.
1: VNS in 20 minutes or
3: less. A friend of mine's parents are in town visiting right now, so uh, on the weekend he invited me and his kind of closest group of friends to come out and meet the parents and his whole family is actually there his brother and sister and brother-in-law and his niece and nephew and so uh we all went and kind of got to meet them which was pretty exciting oh, that's cool and it's funny because we did that when my parents were in town as well like my closest friends came and met my parents and we all got to hang out for a bit and it's kind of one of those unique things that happens when your family doesn't live in the same city right like, yeah because you you kind of gain your local family and that's my friends. Like, I have this very close friend group who is basically like my, my Calgary family. And then, mm-hmm. of course, my real family lives in Ontario. My sister was in Vancouver. But it's always kind of fun to meld those those families together, right?
2: Yeah. And now I think of it, my parents haven't met any of my really close friends here. Like, they've met you.
3: Right. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Um, but like none of my really close friends. In fact, like we were hanging out on the weekend, and my mom was like, "Whose birthday is it?" And I was like, "It's our friend Crystal." And she's like, "Who's Crystal?" And I was yeah. like, "That's right. You don't know any of these people, do you?" So well,
3: and that's the thing is when my parents came, they met these, be- and then when I, you know, I'll say, "Hey, I'm with blah blah blah," and they're like, "Oh yeah yeah yeah," like, and I'm remember you met him, and it, it's kind of fun. I was really excited to meet my friends' parents too, because of course you hear about them all the time.
2: Yeah, right. So and it's, it's like- cool to see like where your friend came from. Exactly. Like you, you're here because of these people. I'd like to meet these people Well, so. it's,
3: when my parents were in town I there were a ton of my friends were like well we'd love to meet them right because everybody kind of feels the same way it's like well we've heard of them and we want to yeah, yeah we want to know where you came from same with
2: your siblings and stuff you know I talk Definitely. a lot about my brothers and I'm sure my friends would like to meet them right
3: yeah it's kind of cool now that you know people move around so much for work that you do get these different types of families right like you have of course your family by blood but then you have your friend family and your work family mm-hmm. and I know mm-hmm. here a lot of people even have like not a rig family, but for lack of better term, when people go away, right? And the husbands or whoever is going away, right? And
2: you have a network of people you, you lean on if a huge one, network. Someone's out of town for work, yeah, yeah. yeah. That is cool. I mean, we're adaptive creatures like that, aren't we? We sure like, are. Could be separated from your family, but we, we find a way. We do. We find a way. Mm-hmm. It's also cool, like when you're all adults. You know, like the relationship when when you're younger with your parents' friends and stuff or your friends' parents is a little different. Very different. But then when you're adults, you're like, yeah, we could all sit around and have a drink and talk like grownups. We all have jobs and mortgage payments and stuff. And and
3: and and in fact, the fact that people want to, like when my friends reached out, we're like, we'd love to meet your parents. I remember almost being taken aback. I was like, really? And they're like, no, no. Like, we'll make time to see them. We'd love to meet them. And they're like... Oh whereas when you were a younger kid it was like I don't want to meet the parents no d n s in 20 minutes or
1: less hey Hey. So I, I have i
0: have a movie trope like i don't know how accurate it is okay. but i know that it definitely happens in like a lot of like team up like superhero movies okay it's the good guys always moving left to right on the screen
2: the good guys move left like you're talking as they're filming
0: no yeah so picture the Avengers, right? Yep. So when they, they, they go fight the bad guys, they're always on the left side of the screen running toward the right side of the screen.
2: Interesting. And, oh. and, then when you,
0: and then now when you look at like a bunch of other like war movies or stuff like that, the good guys are always on the left side of the screen now, moving to the right.
2: Do you think that is like a subconscious thing from like screen-scroller video games and stuff where like that is your perspective?
0: Maybe, but then what I was reading last night was that in, the, in Attack of the Clones... Uh, the Republic is on the right side of the screen that's foreshadowing their their portrayal to the Jedi.
2: Whoa. Oh, wow. Hmm. Okay, and yeah, now that I, like, when I picture movies in my head, it would feel feel very wrong for the camera to be moving the other way, you well, know, and that's for... Like, especially,
0: especially if it's picturing, like, the, the good guys, right? Yeah, so when yeah. the bad guys, you always have the good guys on the left side of the screen.
3: Well, and also, it, our eyes are trained to move from left to right from just reading and everything, right? So it's just more natural to have it that way, and if you did it the other way, it would... It would feel weird. It would be a more stark contrast yeah. if they don't want. So, yeah, it's yeah, interesting. So
0: I, so I, yeah, so that's why I think so, that's, what, like, that's the whole trope is with the good guys moving left to right except for like I said in Attack of the Clones when the Republic clones are moving right to left I don't know if that's uh, the same thing with it but it's uh, I think it's foreshadowing their betrayal right oh I bet it was I
2: think those studios think of everything like where where your eye is drawn to in a shot where absolutely yeah Man,
0: that's oh yeah, the psychological behind filming is insane. But yeah, yeah so I mean, it's, it, if that's a movie trope, I kind of figured out last night.
1: The BNS and twenty
3: minutes or less podcast. We got a message from a friend of the show Scott for the news clip from when Motley Crue first came to Edmonton. This was back in the '80s when they were just brand new and nobody knew who they were, and they came to Edmonton. We've talked about how Motley Crue and Edmonton would be the mecca of shows for the classic Terry.
2: Oh, man, like, that is going to be the biggest Terry Fest this province has seen since ACDC played there. Like
3: jean jacket wearing dart smoking terries They're all going to be at that show. Here's the thing, though. People in Edmonton weren't always a fan of Motley Crue. Listen to this. They call themselves Motley Crew. They hail from
1: Southern California, and it seems someone in Edmonton wishes they had stayed there. An unidentified caller phoned police last night to say the group would be done away with while they were performing. <laughs> Band leader Nikki Sixx says maybe Edmonton just isn't ready for the sound of Motley Crew yet. Wow!
2: They got a death threat? They
3: got a death threat. Terry...
2: Was it them building up hype for their own show? Oh, that would have been really funny
3: too. I was just thinking, I was like, when you kind of, when you look at Molly Crew, okay, and the tight pants and the long hair and the high heels, like, I don't know if Terry would have been a fan right off the bat.
2: That is a really weird paradox, isn't it? It because really is. Terry has been slow traditionally to mm. accept people who are a little bit different. Yes. You know? But Except, he loves, like kiss. Ooh. With the makeup yeah, and the poison and love is the the like, meals and the makeup and like honestly like if that you know if that person passed nineteen eighties Terry on the street dressed yeah. like that Terry would make a comment he would but then he would also pay money to go see them now exactly this doesn't make sense very does interesting
3: it? I know this whole thing I was like oh my god this is odd right <laughs> I was watching the the clip of Molly Crew and I'm like oh yeah like if you looked at that person you wouldn't think that Terry would be a fan no. And he is. He's
2: a huge fan.
3: Massive fan.
2: Terry's confused. Yep. There's some confusion in, in, in Terrydom.
3: There really is. But thank you for pointing this out to <laughs> us, Scott, because this really, this opened up our eyes, too.
1: VNS in 20 minutes or less. A Calgary Heritage Moment.
3: In the spirit of International Women's Day, it's a great time to feature some of Alberta's most notable and inspiring women. One such woman is Rosella Bjornson.
2: Rosella is a born and raised Albertan who actually went on to become the first airline jet pilot in Canada. And although you might assume this was quite some time ago, prior to the mid-70s, women were simply passed over or flat out forbidden from being pilots.
3: Rosella was born in Lethbridge and her passion for flying began with her father. Although he was a farmer by trade, he learned to fly after World War II and eventually purchased his own plane.
2: Rosella was always at ease in the air, often falling asleep in her mother's arms as a baby and later sitting on her dad's lap as an eager toddler. When Rosella's high school guidance counselor asked what she wanted to do when she grew up, she said she wanted to be a pilot, despite the fact that at the time there were no female airline pilots in all of North America.
3: On her 17th birthday, the family drove to the Lethbridge Flying Club to give Rosella her first flying lesson. From there, she flew for 35 hours to earn a private license before even entering grade
2: 12. Rosella then attempted to get hired by commercial airlines, although Air Canada told her they preferred to hire university graduates. With that, Rosella enrolled at the University of Calgary's Bachelor of Science program, all the while still flying to earn her commercial license.
3: Rosella was passed over by many airlines, although her persistence eventually paid off and after countless rejections, she was finally hired by Transair. This is where she became the first woman to fly as a first officer on a jet in North America.
2: Rosella graduated to captain and became the first female captain on a Boeing 737 in Canada. As the first female, she paved the way for future female pilots.
3: She pushed for maternity leave when they initially had none. Rosella also helped update the rules to allow women to fly even while pregnant, which prior to that was simply not allowed, with the doctor's permission, of course.
2: Rosella has since been inducted into Canada's Aviation Hall of Fame and has an order of flight companion from the city of Edmonton, along with several other Hall of Fame inductions within the aviation industry. Although she's
3: now retired as a commercial pilot, Rosella is still involved with an organization known as the 99s, a women's pilots organization that had Amelia Earhart. Yes, the
1: Amelia Earhart as their first president. This has been a Calgary Heritage Moment.